It's not getting it's not it, getting it. <laughs> Since we've gotten through a few of our favorite things, we've gotten to the good part of the show. And the good part of the show is... We'll see whether this is the good part of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, we probably will. Uh, and I think you, I think you have tuned in on a great day because this is the relationship talk. So, um, I didn't actually prepare questions, which normally I would do. I wanted this to be... Uh, uh, an open and candid and funny discussion about uh, relationships, kind of the good, the bad, not just relationships like because you're in a couple, but you know, um, I do know that there are at least uh, a couple of single people at the table and there may be things that they have that are funny or questions or things that they'd like to throw out to the panel. Uh, about the opposite sex and why do you why do women do that or why do men do this and I thought this particular group would be really funny to have that talk with. I just want to know when you first approached anonymous female did she give you her name or did she say I'm anonymous female? <laughs> <laughs> because have you fact, heard the how we met story? No, hey, I have no. Hey, as, as, as a matter of fact <laughs> she did not just give up her name. See? She, <laughs> and, and she did not give me anonymous female she gave me almost nothing mm. when we first got together. Uh, I actually a face full went, of mace. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just a cold shoulder. <laughs> it was a very chilly shoulder. In her defense, she says meeting new people, she is shy, and uh, I am not. I am not. not. I am not mm. shy at all, which is probably why I'm hosting a podcast out there in the podcast land. Uh, it took me a little time to uh, actually uh, get her to open up and start talking. But when she did, uh, her trademark sense of humor came right out because um, after I had tried to talk to her several times, she came into uh, a coffee shop that we used to frequent with uh, a coworker that is a good friend of uh, both of ours at this point. And I said, uh, being myself, uh, what, what are you cheating on me? Mm. And she said, you want to jump in? You want me to go ahead and finish? Yep. I want to hear your story. <laughs> that was her answer. Yep, sure am. <laughs> and then uh, her coworker. Now uh, the ice is broke. Yeah, yeah. Then the ice is broken. And then her coworker says, "So, how do you want to do this? You want to split this, uh, split this every other day, or you want to get the first half of the week, and I get the second, or you get the second half of the week, I get the first? How do you want to do this?" And then we all became fairly fast friends, and uh, I think. Uh, not too long after that, we wound up exchanging emails, which turns turned into exchanging uh, numbers and uh, a wild amount of texting. I think the only reason I can text today is because I started dating this lady. Huh. Uh, and, uh, As it slowly builds. Yeah, you go. There you go. Yes, very, very good was, way to do it. It was excruciating waiting for responses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I literally never. <laughs> if if you were looking for a text from me, it was gonna be yup <laughs> on my way. That was about as far as it was going. So based on something you just said, Mario, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll pose this question to everybody: in relationships, friends, good or bad? Mm -hmm. In, to in, in being, what, in being friends, friends first. Friends, 
the, if the ladies got friends, mm-hmm. good or bad to the relationship. If the man has mm-hmm. friends, good or bad to the relationship. Of the opposite sex. It, oh. Do you mean that just what their dep- what their friends bring to it? What their friends usually say, yeah. comments, um, what they think. How does it influence your relationship? And does it re- re- does it have an influence on the relationships? I would say it most definitely does have an influence on the relationships, and it completely depends on the friends in question, what their level of integrity and what their motives mm-hmm. are, and uh, you know what. If how do you if, know if, what their motives are? You don't well, until you see their actions and how they act and. You know what kind of person they are. I mean, oh, yeah. There are some people who. But, just, wait, 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 wait! Before you answer, too. before you answer, yeah, of course. Before yeah, you and, answer, and how they feel about you. In that let case. me jump in. Let me Shit. jump in before you answer. Uh, say your name first, because the podcasters have no idea who's talking. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so that first exchange was uh, Dave brought it up, teaming, uh, posing the question, Ben answering, and now Chris rebuttal. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> my thoughts mean. Uh, even even with good or bad friends, mm-hmm. um, it is their level of comfort with you and your level of comfort with them because mm-hmm. uh, it's very easy to ignore the best of advice, even if it's coming from a great friend in a great spot. Yeah. And uh, as a friend, you also walk this line where you cannot unsay things. Yeah. Uh, and that becomes very, very tricky to deal with. So I, I think... Friends are usually bad influences on relationships because <laughs> either they're not honest with you or yeah. uh, just walk in on eggshells sometimes. Okay. I got comment on this. Big Dave. Fortunately, my wife has some very beautiful women that are her friends. So my wife and I have an arrangement, and they're oh, called. Shit. <laughs> they're called Lame. WAGs. Wag, WAG stands for Wife Approved Girlfriends. Oh. And you can flirt with Wife Approved Girlfriends in front of the wife. You can hug them. You can kiss them. They can kiss you back. As long as it's in front of the wife. I'm oh no, I get some left. No, okay. No All tongue. Right. No tongue. Oh, okay. 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 All right. <laughs> Like to go you there, definitely right? get wife approval. That, that this is amazing. That goes beyond the bounds of the WAG issue. Yeah. Okay. There are okay. parameters. Here. Okay. Okay. However, my wife and I have been married now for 34 years. Oh. And we do have separate friendships and okay. separate lives. And I think that's very essential to our relationship that we have certain friends that. I'm not going to hang around, and she's not going to hang around. It, it, it leaves a lot of diversity in the marriage, a lot of diversity in a relationship. Oh. Plus, it leaves you somebody to blame something on when you screw up. <laughs> <laughs> so, in your case, good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Let's yeah. Uh, let's hear from yeah. I was just gonna say, let's hear from somebody who is uh, I don't think in a relationship currently. Uh, this is Brian. I am not. Um, in a relationship currently, but uh, I actually want to add to what Ben was saying is, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of it comes down to, you know, you say motives, but uh, they say that you are sort of the average of your closest six people that you spend time with, so I think depending on what the friends, like what their baggage is that they bring from all their past relationships really affect the conversations that they're having. 
And uh, so if they slightly feel distrust in you, um, they've had some baggage from that, it can definitely cause some, some negative things to happen in your own relationship. You might end up uh, defending yourself for reasons you shouldn't need to, and it just brings an interesting dynamic to, to anyone's relationship. That's a good point. You should never have to defend yourself. If you have to defend yourself, you have to ask why you were in a relationship with that person. Agreed. Or, I don't, I don't why are you friends with that person? Yeah. Because somebody's way off base. And it's either you for okay. being with that person or you for being friends with that person. Bingo. And it does make you hmm. ask yourself that question. And I think that's a very difficult question to ask. Yeah. But I think it also depends on how open you are with your friends because they don't know the other side. Uh, they only see what you say and what you do and you know there's a dynamic there that you never really reveal because you want to be in the best light. Yeah, you never talk about the clown so, suit fantasy. That's just the one you just leave alone. That's that's too far you out. You have there. a clown suit fantasy. Uh, we're we're leaving that alone, pal. <laughs> leaving that one alone. I thought Lane would say that, but oh my god, Dave. But really, to me, unless my friends ask for advice, I very rarely say anything because I I've been in that situation where I'm no longer friends with somebody because we didn't agree with who they were dating. And they're no longer together, but it ruined a friendship. Yeah. I absolutely So yeah. it's, you know, you, you just have to be there for them and, you know, not to the point where you're hurt and you're giving all this emotional, you know, distress or whatever. But, you know, in the end, just don't say anything. Be there if you can and, you know... And Unless we'll, it's an extremely abusive relationship. And well, and that's a whole different dynamic. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole different dynamic. But I think I, I agree 100%. I've seen relationships, friendships torn apart over differences of, of opinion with respect to relationships. Sometimes you have to tell them, you need to do what you think is best. That's a great way to step away from that. Yeah, I think the only time that I... I mean, my friends tend to ask me about relationship advice a lot and um, I try to remember that at the end of the day you know especially if it's a very serious long-term relationship or a marriage um, that at the end of the day you know, you know I don't want to be the person that said you need to divorce that broad because they're probably not going to which means you've said something you can't take back, mm -hmm. and now, now they're not gonna, now they're gonna distance themselves from you, because. Well, especially if they told the the other person what was said. What was see exactly? So yeah, so I try to I try my very best to give the best advice I can give without stepping that one, probably stepping to the step I need to step to, mm -hmm. <laughs> but. Uh, the, but the one that I'm sure can damage our friendship because... I, I got yeah. caught in a very difficult situation one time where I had a friend of mine got divorced and called me up talking suicide. Mm. Whoa. You ever get hit with that? that Actually, that happened to me once, too. So, you know, you, you get hit with something like that. That's just that's such a load. It's just a load. Mm. And uh, overall, I knew he wasn't serious. And then, so after a while, I said to him, look, 
I, I got nothing to talk to you about. I'm not the person to be talking to you about. This is this is this is not what I need to be doing with you. This is not about our friendship. This this is just you. If you want to talk about this, you need to go talk to somebody that can help you. So I'm not here to help you. But you got to distance yourself from something like that because there's no expert in the world that can handle that type of conversation. That's difficult. That's really. It, 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 I almost had anger towards this, and in fact, I did develop anger. Because you, you're putting me on this, really? Yeah, like they make you the the keeper of their life, mm -hmm. literally. And I'm like, well, I think in that, Ben, I think in that situation, the the very first thing you need to do is try to make sure that they understand that in this situation they need to seek professional help. Oh yeah, quickly. Just. I can't advise you on that. I and I'll uh, do anything no I can to, to help you get that professional help. But everybody here, I'm telling you, if somebody comes to you and says that they are contemplating ending their life, you need to get them to a suicide prevention professional quickly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah, you can no scoop questions. them off the floor, but where you're scooping them to has to be some actual help. Right, right. So uh, this is Brian. Uh, so, you know, it seems like we're kind of talking about the friend's perspective uh, mm -hmm. of, of folks and their relationships. And I think it's it's good to keep in mind, I think, a lot of times that uh, when someone's in a relationship, if things are going really well, they're only talking to the their partner about how awesome things are in their relationship mm -hmm. uh, because they can talk to them about that. If things start going negative, that's when they start reaching out to their friends and saying, hey, this is going on, and this isn't going so well. And then I think as a friend, you start getting that perspective that maybe this person isn't right for me, even though maybe it's a good relationship. And so this negativity starts building around them, whether it's with their family or their friends. And that's when maybe your advice wasn't uh, well-informed. Or the best. And for the best, yeah, and yeah. you start telling them, ah, I don't know if this person's the right one for you when maybe in fact it was. This big Dave, I, I, I do want to say something now. Now we're kind of talking about some negative stuff here. I want to talk about something very positive, and that's my relationship with my wife, on how marriage works to make it work long term. Is that when you get married and you're young? You've got so much exploring to do with each other. But the, the real deal about marriage and the relationships in the long term has to be the journey, the long-term goal of it, and what you've got to do to get through it. Because if you're going to make that final commitment to get married, and I think too many people make it too quickly, you've got to be willing to get old with each other. <laughs> and if you can find a way to get old with each other, that's a really cool thing because it is a journey and her I'm everybody in podcast land knows my uh, the panel here does knows my wife podcast land does it she is a Sicilian Armenian from the North Shore of Boston I'm lucky I'm still alive <laughs> <laughs> but in one of these podcasts uh, we're gonna have Big Dave uh, tell you his frying pan story not today <laughs> not today but we are gonna have one but anyway it's just I, I am, I'm a blessed man that we have found ways to maintain our life. She's been down with my mother who broke her ankle now for two months. And I'm all of a sudden living a single life after all these years. And it sucks. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. I'll go down on the 26th to get my wife and my mother. I'm going to drive back to Florida and get her home. And uh, I'm ready to see her. I'm ready to see her. It, uh, it's been a long time. But we also have such a great relationship that we're able to maintain that, even though through times of being you know, separated from each other. Yeah. Well, this is Dave, and I'm the worst person to ask this question of. Mm. <laughs> I'm happily, and everybody knows, I always have a smile. I'm the happiest guy in the world. I you wake are. up in the morning happy, I go to bed and I'm happy. I am now celebrating my 44th anniversary of being divorced. Oh, man. I had the greatest ride in the world, and I love women and I love relationships. But the reason I pose the first question is, I find that sometimes friends are your worst enemies when it comes to relationships, because mm -hmm. they there's certain things built into friendship where you lose that friend once you know they found that permanent mate, and they sometimes will sabotage more often than you want to know whatever's going in relationships. So what I learned a long time ago is I don't listen to my friends when it comes to my relationships. Period. Don't care. Don't, I could have less. When it comes to finding something out about another friend who is in a relationship, I choose not to tell them because the natural instinct is to not believe you and why are you telling me? And I've discovered this over the years. Just let it happen. Whatever's going to happen will happen. Not and my we, circus, not my We monkeys. should not be influenced thing. by outside influences, or should we become an outside influence? Mm -hmm. We have a very good friend who's going through a divorce. I, I absolutely knew it was going to happen because of stuff I saw and heard. I never said a word. It happened on its own. Yeah. So you just learn over the years. In 68, I've learned it's just smart to walk away, but don't say anything. It will happen. It will happen on its own. And if they haven't stayed together for 20 years in a miserable life, then that's their choice. That's true. But their I bad just, choice. Just, it's, a, it's, it's a bad choice, but it's their choice. But, is it, but it is their choice. Yeah. And, okay. and you, that's so, in the sense of relationships, it's a really, relationships are tough. I mean, oh, it takes a lot well, of I'll work. ask another question. Do you meet somebody, date them, get engaged, get married, and then move in together? Or do you move in together and live together for two years before you decide to get married? Or even eight or ten. Or eight or ten, whatever it is. Yeah. I think living together first is important. I, I went with option two. Living together first? Yeah. For how long? Uh, two years. Two years? Yeah. Michelle and I never spent two weeks together in four and a half years of dating. So you never lived together? Absolutely not. But kind of. And never lived together, period. But when you were together, you were together. But when I married her, I also took the poor girl out to Oklahoma. Huh. I worked in the oil field, so I was gone two months, three months at a time, sometimes overseas. And your, so she was already used to me not being around. your relationship worked out. So we slowly built into it. And it, it took a lot of adjustment time. And... She, she could only cook Italian food when I met her, which I loved Italian food, but shoot, after three months, I told her, come my grandmother up and learn how to cook some fiddles, so this shit's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I know when my, when my, when my ex-wife, yeah, we, we didn't live together or anything first, and I just, I've always thought we just didn't know each other as well as we should have, and, and 
and and of course I am saying she is my ex-wife, uh, and uh, and I'm glad of it. <laughs> so, you know, so I guess for me, uh, you know, living together has been much better for me. But I also we also have another caveat is that Michelle and I never had children. We practiced a whole bunch, but uh, <laughs> never had children, and so you know that puts a that puts a whole different. Uh, oh, it sure does. Dynamic. How many, how many friends who are married have said they they would get a divorce except they have kids? Oh my God! The a bunch. Wait, crazy. Kristen, yeah? weigh in on the. Live together or live together. Oh yeah, yeah I was not. trust me, I was waiting to call on Chris. <laughs> I, I would always highly recommend living together. And it just seems to be the smartest thing, man. I've seen it work both ways, but uh, I am individual. a proponent for living mm -hmm. together. No, it really is an individual thing. Well, it makes the most logical sense, to be honest, because then you get to know each other's bad right. habits. Stripping the band-aid off. Yeah. Because you don't want to wait to find but out. Sort of Yes. Well, if you figure out you're incompatible as housemates, I have, I have, you have cousins that just got married a little over a year ago, and yeah. I mean, their parents are very, very, very Christian, and they were sure. not allowed to live together. So, but they're perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's you know they're it's they're. I mean, it certainly that's why a case I said, by I've case seen basis. It work, I've seen it work both ways, but it's definitely. I think you bring your past experience to it yeah. as well. I think uh, I think there's some probability in mathematics there that <laughs> yeah. the data analyst. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. The data analyst mm -hmm. says there's probability and mathematics that is probable in this equation. <laughs> Brian, uh, <laughs> you know, if there's a there's a proportion number of people who grew up that uh, with a household that said you won't be living together until you're married. Uh, you know, there's going to be a portion of, uh, of relationships that work that would have worked had they moved in together and then decided mm -hmm. and ended up uh, moving together after marriage. So. Brian, do you have an algorithm for this? We can create one next <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Rio's on fire. It could be uh, eHarmony Part 2. I agree, though, regardless of living together before, it just so happens that they got married and they just happen to be compatible. But I think it's better to live together first so you can figure that out before you seal that deal. Unfortunately, though, it's, just, it's also how knowledge. honest you are with somebody because yeah. you're going to hide all kinds of shit if you're, if you're just prone to doing that. Yes, you will. <laughs> you know, of and course. once you live with somebody, it's a little bit harder to hide that That's stuff. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's harder to hide stuff like that whenever you live with somebody because you're around them on a constant basis. So that person is going to figure that out before you get married mm -hmm. as opposed to after. And I think it's better that you figure that out before you get married as opposed to after. People mm -hmm. live together in marriages all the time and hide stuff. For yeah. years. That's true. That's so, true. This is great. So I just, I just looked this up because I was curious. So according to the numbers, this is literally the exact opposite of what both you and I are saying. Oh, really? <laughs> More on the line of what Big Davis was saying. According to the statistics gathered by the U.S. Attorney Legal Services, living together before getting married doesn't accomplish the goal that couples think it will. A couple who does not live together prior to getting married has a 20% chance, 
20% chance of being divorced within five years. If the couple has lived together beforehand, that number jumps to 49%. Huh. Wow. That's why I go to the numbers. But wow. <laughs> Brian's all the rhythm right so there. Brian, we just yes, made Brian's so. mind up for him. Yeah, he yeah, will yeah. not be living with somebody before he gets married. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't believe there might also not be more cultural right. things that go along with that. For example, you might be more religious and not prone to yeah. you know, divorce might be seen as wrong and all those other things. I don't know. Are they, interesting are they to, actually happy? <laughs> to go to your next question, but how many together people do you know that are married or in a serious relationship that stay together because they have children? Yeah. Almost every single oh, person good. I know Thank you. that is married. It's kind of sad. And honestly, my parents were the same way when, when I was young. <laughs> you know, they got separated and almost got divorced. And, you know, it's it's just... To me, yeah, it's not something you walk away from that easily, you, you know, and no, you don't stay together for your children. That's the worst thing you can do. I find that strange. They see, they see the worst side of you because you're not happy. So it's, to me, and in the situation I was in, it's better to let them see the best side of you separately. Yeah. So I got a question. Uh, to to take it off of this particular topic um, about relationships, but um, so uh, so that everybody has an opportunity to to chime in. Uh, your best and worst relationship experiences, and. Uh, let's actually just take it around the table and we'll start with the youngest member on our table. Oh, let's go to Brian. I'm doomed. <laughs> as, as Lane is uh, slinking away from the table. Are you, so, are you leaving? No, no, clean. When you say best, I mean, you mean like parts of it that were the best? Or? Yeah, just, you know, you, you actually left that relationship with fine memories. Maybe it didn't work out. But you actually left it with fine memories versus uh, you want to strangle that person. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I think I think my best and my worst are probably the same. Um, the The best one I had was was through college, and you know, going going through those years of education and experiencing all these new things of a city and and uh, learning about what I'm going to become as an adult. What did you grow up at, Brian, just so I understand the co the correlation here? Uh, I, I grew up in South Kansas, near Oklahoma, out okay. in the sticks. Okay. Uh, so I moved from a town that was about 10,000 people, to, uh, hmm. which was a factory town. Nice-sized town, though. Yeah, it's, it's enough to give you... Very uh, synonymous with my upbringing. My hometown was 10,000 people, and then I moved here, so... Yeah, anyway, so it was, it was, didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you, but I need to understand yeah. that. Yeah, please, and then, please uh, continue. And then I, I moved to Lawrence, Kansas, uh, to 10KU, and it was a, a huge cultural shock, right? And there's uh, a lot of different types of people there. Uh, and so going through, you know, you, you have all these learning experiences through your early 20s and, and figuring out who you're going to be as a person. And then I was, I was dating uh, someone there that... We were learning together who we were going to be and going to KU basketball games, going to 
uh, different events around town. and uh, So those are awesome memories. I'd say those were the best, really, learning about myself and growing with someone else. Uh, so with that high peak comes, comes the huge valley when things don't go so well. And uh, yeah, I, I would say that that's, that relationship was both the best and the worst uh, for now. But I still have many years to go. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I wanted to start young. And, uh, and, we'll, and we'll end on the other end of the table. Uh, so let's go uh, with uh, Carolyn next, our other new podcast. I think I remember a feeling, feelings more, you know, than specific people. And I think, you know, it, it was a person, but I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily blame a person for my worst relationship experiences. I think obviously there are two people in a relationship. Um, you have to take responsibility for things that you are deciding you don't want to, you want to ignore or. Um, if you want to look at things with rose-colored lenses and ignore the reality, then I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in having to take responsibility for a relationship going south. Um, I think when I was young, I was in my 20s, definitely. I was um, a young kid in a big city. And I think that because I was a little bit too naive to things or I wanted to, or I was, I didn't want to pay attention to things I should have paid attention to. Um, Red flags. The, yes, there you go. And you wanted to believe. Exactly. Yeah. You do. You yeah. want to believe. Yes. <clears throat> um, that turned into something that was really hurtful for me, and it was hard because it involved people that were my friends. You know, it was a big network of people that I knew, and it changed, you know, kind of changed my perspective on things for the best, you know, it's not, you know, I learned from that. Um, and I had great times too, also, yeah. So, but I mean, that was, I'd say that was the worst. Um, I honestly have to say, I like, I'm not, and I'm not just saying it because you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I really, you know, I really enjoy my relationship with Ben because I had to, I've learned a lot about myself and, and who who I am and things that I need to sort of like figure out being in it and I mean that's all you can ask for you know when you're doing that with someone so then so it's just that was such um, a natural pivot don't to you. feel don't feel like no no no, no, no. come on <laughs> um my worst relationship was actually prior to Carolyn. And because of this relationship, I was single for six years after, um, in my 20s, and I was waiting, you know, after that for her. Because I just, you know, I met her and I was like, yep. But um, I was in a relationship with somebody who had a lot of trust issues, um, and I could never establish a, a basis of trust um, just inherently from her baggage, I guess you could say. Um, obviously, I, like when we're talking about responsibility, I do take responsibility for my level of toxicity in a relationship, but it was based on the fact that I was never trusted and could not be trusted. And I just tried my hardest to make it a good one, but uh, 
when you have somebody who doesn't inherently trust you, you're doomed to fail in the first place, hands down. Um, so I was with her for about two and a half years before I had finally had enough of said distrust and left and moved to Kansas City from St. Joseph. And then I waited until I could find somebody that I knew trusted me and that I could trust as well. And that's why I'm in the best relationship that I've ever been in in my life. Um, that was a ground that I definitely could establish with Carolyn. She's, you know, phenomenal and treats me very well. I am right. so happy. Well, hell, if I was an ordained <laughs> priest, I'd marry both of you right now. <laughs> like the amount of googly eyes Jeez. happening right now is amazing. Syrup. There's syrup. I'm like, that's a beautiful it's thing. It is you know? it's it a is. beautiful thing. It is. Uh, and we'll go to what, you, Chris. You skipped actually. me. No. You can't. I did because I'm coming back to you. No, I'm coming back. Well, to you. I want I want to get mine in early. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> this is Dave. Not Big Dave, just regular Dave. At 68. So I'll I'll I'm gonna this because I have a lot of firm beliefs about this because I watch a lot of people do this. So I think the most misused word in the world, misunderstood word in the world, is the word love. And we all think we want to fall in love, especially when we're young. And we do want to fall in love, and you want to be in love, you want to be that. But we don't understand what love really is. Sometimes it's lust. It's Well, Dave, in most of our cases, especially men and a lot of women, it is lust. It really is. Yeah. And you, you lust. You, you want to have that partner that you lust with. So my, uh, my worst relationship, which is one I'll start with, which was after my divorce, I thought, keyword there was thought, mm -hmm. I'd finally fallen in love. Well, that was the biggest cluster fuck, which I like. That's my favorite curse word, by the way. <laughs> I had ever walked into in my life. I mean, after four years, I realized she was cheating on me, which is bad because, to be honest with you, I cheated on her. But you don't, it was that one time versus an ongoing relationship. Discovered it. And what I found out in that relationship was, I didn't fall in love with her. I fell in love with her two friggin' kids. Uh, yeah, that's who I fell in love with. And the reality was, it was giving up those kids until I found out that they didn't have any respect for me either. So, getting out of that relationship, and it was a pure vengeance relationship, I am absolutely the worst guy to do that to. Because I got, not only did I have a partner that I found was cheating on me, but I helped try to destroy her life and the guy's life. Which I did, by the way. So, and I felt very good. By and the way, smile on his face it was is fairly amazing this. right now. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, he was the happiest person there on the He was married <laughs> also. He was married having a relationship, and when I found out, I went, gee, I think I could fuck this up like Hogan's goat, and I did. So is that, is that what made you decide that you wouldn't uh, Well, that's when I decided, anymore? you know what, that's not true, because over the years I've had a lot of great relationships based upon the fact of having a relationship with a lady. Being with that one person, that's always the happiest moments. What I discovered is, in a relationship, it should be your happiest time. All the time. It should be that way all the time. You, and it's hard to do, but it just is what it should be. And my greatest relationship was about, ended about three years ago. I ended it. And it happened to be with a married woman. And one of the reasons I liked her so much, see I use the word like, not love, it's because we had great conversations. She was smart as a whip. She was extremely attractive. And she was sexy as hell. 
Going back to what Big Dave said, lust. Because the reality is, I think that natural instinct of sex drives relationships and so many relationships to the wrong way. But sex is great. And anybody says it isn't, get the hell out of the room. You're a liar and I know it's so you're a liar. Because that's really, it's about that and it's about the conversation. It's about getting along. It's about talking about similar things. It's about having agreements and disagreements without getting mad at each other. It's really tough. So, my, I'll go back to this once again. I think the worst thing that ever happened is this word love because we don't understand it when we're young. And I'm not sure we all understand it even as we get older. Today's world, I have great friends who I love. But in the sense of a relationship, I would never ever get into a serious relationship again. I mean, I might want to meet one of the Hall family's old sisters and get married because they got a lot of money. But other than that, <laughs> that was, that's money motivated. That's the difference between being 30 and 68. Well, I hope she's 90 so I can go still go play around. That's what I'm talking about. Real quick. So that, that's my basic philosophy about relationships. I mean, there's been so many over the years, and, I, and most of them have all been great, except for that one. Even my ex-wife, we had a great relationship. We just grew apart. Hmm. Now I'm done. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, I would like to go back to the agreements and disagreements thing and the fact that there are times in a relationship with somebody that you absolutely love and trust, and you get into a disagreement. And there'll be times when you'll uh, be disagreeing and you'll, and you'll just get very irrational. And sometimes you got to remember if you're with the right person that they've got your back and you trust them and you need to let that bullshit, whatever go, whatever's going on in your head, go and, and go, you know what, like, I know you got me, I'm sorry. Like, Learn how to say you're sorry is a very important thing. Oh, of course, of course. It's usually important. If, if you're wrong, it's usually important. Yeah, if yeah. you if you if you are wrong, learning to be humble enough to say. However, no, with don't Michelle, apologize I, just I, because you want to keep the peace. Yeah. No, but you if know? you know you're if if you know that you you really should, then learn it. I mean, and I think it's hard for men to to get to a place where they're okay with apologizing. Well, because it's it you know it just pride pride is a real thing with men. It's yeah, a real thing. In that situation, men should get over it. Like, yeah, I agree. There's, there's a time when you get, when you finally realize, like, oh, I'm an idiot. I, I thought the wrong thing. I said the wrong thing. Oh yeah. Please, please forgive me.